When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 253, categorizing Pixar songs. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Chelsea Robson. And I'm Morgan Stradling. We've been going through so many songs. You're probably like, these girls only ever talk about songs. Enough with the songs. But we're not done. <laughs> oh no, we found more, of course. <laughs> we, we found so much more. And while before we were only ever focusing on the Disney songs, uh, because going outside of Disney was just ever so much, too much, too much. But today we decided, okay, we're going to take a day and just focus directly on the Pixar songs. Now, these are slightly different because while Disney is more known for the musical or the movie musical, more specifically, Pixar has from the beginning up until I mean, in the last 10 years or so, but most for the most part in the beginning really decided, no, we are not going to be the musical studio. Mm hmm. Instead, we're going to add musical interludes and weaves and songs, theme songs, but nobody's going to be singing in the actual show. Yeah, that was actually one of the main, I can't remember what it was called, but Pixar had these these rules. And one of them was like the character will not like bust out into song, which eventually did change, obviously, with Coco. Right. <laughs> but and many other ones, but that was one of the specific ones that they're like, okay, like we've seen how this desire and this market push you know popularity of disney animated musicals and animated musicals and we see how that has gotten pushed too far where it just seems expected that you need to have a musical and some songs if you are an animated film mm -hmm. like they consciously when they were starting out said no we don't want to do that right but nowadays both studios have become slightly homogenized and it's like well you know why not do a musical so mm -hmm. there is uh, a couple examples of that toward the end, but we're going to go through all of the songs and whether they were a musical or not, we are going to try and categorize every song as in the position of 
the storytelling that it was supposed to fill. Mm -hmm. If a character were singing, which most of the time they're not, it's more of like the outer voice. You know, it's mostly Randy Newman singing. <laughs> mostly <yeah>. Randy Newman, <laughs> the Godfather of all Pixar songs. Yes. <laughs> And we're going to like try to figure out what all of these songs, what their purpose was, because that is still intact. There still is a song for a purpose in a lot of these movies. Yeah, for sure. This time is slightly different because I didn't do all of the research. Morgan was lovely enough to do all the research for the Pixar Songs. Yes, and I have so much more respect for Chelsea because this took a long freaking time. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, it'll just be yeah. easy. I'll just copy and paste a bunch of stuff. Uh, no. So I ended up creating a spreadsheet, which I'll link in the show notes. From that spreadsheet, I also created a playlist if you want to listen to all of these. So that took a while. So here we go. We're going to jump into this because there are so many songs. I have about 40 songs here mm -hmm. and we go up to the most recent Pixar film, which is Turning Red. But before we do, I just want to briefly overview the types of songs. Now we have done individual episodes on most of these and we broke down, okay, is this an, a villain song? Is this a love song? And so on and so forth. But for this one, I'm not going to break it down like, oh, here's all the Pixar I want songs. Mm -hmm. And that's a separate episode. No, we're just doing all the Pixar songs at once. So here are the different categories that I came up with. So there are the opening credits. So a song that plays during an opening credit montage Typically, this isn't uh, very common with Pixar anymore because we don't really have opening credits anymore, mm -hmm. but it could still apply. There's the opening song, you know, think of Belle from Beauty and the Beast, Little Town. So that's, you know, the very first you are introduced to this world and the characters are singing or there's music playing. There's the classic I want song. There's the villain song, the love song, the sidekick song, the filler song, the montage song, which is the passing of time the ending song. So this is this is a song that you will hear um, as the movie is wrapping up. People will either be singing, you know, it could be an ending or a finale sort of number. Um, there's the end credits song, which is different than the ending song. You know, once the credits are rolling, then usually some sort of pop ditty starts playing. <laughs> the R&B remix, as it were. Yes. For the Disney 90s, it was the R&B remix. Ever so iconic. Right. Ever so beloved. And then lastly, I just titled this The Kitchen Sink. If there's a song and I, you know, I didn't want to spend a lot of brain power trying to figure out, oh, okay, what's the whole new category that this could fit in? It's just like, no, you're just other. <laughs> kitchen sink. So miscellaneous kitchen sink song. So let's start off with Toy Story. There are actually three different songs in Toy Story. First off is You, You've Got a Friend in Me. Now, Chelsea, if I have miscategorized these or you think they belong somewhere else, let me know. I categorize this as sort of a, an I want song. I can see that for sure. It's not a sidekick song because mm -hmm. a sidekick is generally somebody else helping the main uh, or protagonist along their way. And that's the only thing that I could ever that I would really think of. But I would agree. I'm going to say it's yeah. an I want song. It's more like an I am you know, this is the status quo. Yes. Um, it's like the, the, typically the I am song as you've described it, that's like a villain sort of thing. Like I am this, but there are I am songs for the heroes, mm -hmm. but this is definitely like an I want, and he has what he has right now. So I want this and I have it. And he's has this great friendship with Andy. Yeah. So that's that. So then strange things. So this is a montage song. For sure. Classic, you know, this is where Buzz is introduced to the picture, and slowly we see that strange things are happening. Well, that was hot. It's very early as I recorded this, but <laughs> strange things are happening to me. And, you know, the it's just really sad to see the 
cowboy bedspread is gone yeah. and all of the fun cowboy art is gone. It's all replaced by this spaceman, Buzz Lightyear stuff, and Woody is having a hard time dealing with it. And so we see the change of Andy as he has his new favorite toy over the course of a few weeks or months. We're not sure the time, but we do see that and how it's affecting Woody. Yeah, and I it's interesting with the montage songs, it's specifically this one. In the Disney ones, there was almost always like somebody singing it. And so it, it doubled as somebody else's song. But uh, yes, this is nope. We're just montage. <laughs> yeah, and I think it does it very, very well. Yeah, no, for if not sure. one of the best uses of of the montage. Yeah. And then the last one is "I will go sailing no more." Now, in the hero's journey, this is the point of the abyss or the death of the the hero before they're ultimately reborn. They hit the lowest of low, and this is where Buzz realizes that he is a toy. You can't fly. And he, his arm breaks off. And so it's really his lowest point. And, you know, I didn't really have a, an abyss mm -hmm. category, right? you know, like a low point, you know, the pit song. So for that reason, I kind of just put it in the kitchen sink. Although I feel like it kind of deserves its own category, it but really it's just not does. very common. Yeah. yeah. In a full length musical, most of the time you will get that song. Mm -hmm. But in the movie musical, Disney never spent time on it. So we didn't create it. So, <laughs> Also, you know, the, the typical Broadway musical, you have three hours, you have right. so many songs. There's just so much more time in this. You have, you know, maybe an hour and a half. Right. So, yeah, we'll put it in the kitchen sink. It's a great song. It's really important to the plot. It pushes it forward. It definitely is part of the plot and it, it would not be as impactful without it. So mm -hmm. it's kitchen sink doesn't mean lack of importance. It just means we don't really have a, a full out category for you. Yes, precisely. Next up, 1998, A Bug's Life. It's the time of your life. So yes. live it well. Uh, Randy Newman hits it again. Yep. This time he hit the end credits. So this is an end credit song. And at this point in time, we kind of do, assumed do, do, that do, Randy do, do. Newman was their guy. <laughs> Just because hey, it's like, you know, they were a, an up and coming studio. Yeah. What worked before will let it work again. Maybe they even had like a two movie contract with him. Possibly. Like, yeah. To make sure because they like we can't pay you as much on Toy Story, but, you know, maybe on the next one we'll get you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. who knows? Maybe that's why. But it was a great ending credit song. It's yeah. a fun song, and I remember it when I hear it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a this is a good ditty. It's a, it's a good little one. So now we are in 1999 with Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 has three songs, Woody's Roundup, and I thought that was a sidekick song. Hmm. It was hard to categorize. I had a big question mark, and I left it blank, but when I came back this morning, I'm like, well, it's it's really just talking about his friends and his gang. Yeah, yeah. It I could be an I want, maybe. No, I don't think it's an I want. I think it would be... It's I had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because there could also be theme song. Um, mm -hmm. We could yes. we could create yeah. a full category. Like the Canine Crunchies. Just, yes. Uh, while the Canine Crunchies, Crunchies was a filler song before, I think that this is way more important than... Well, is it... Do they actually... You know, he's watching the video of... The Woody's Roundup. Yeah, so I think uh, or, it's more he's, of a filler. Uh, he, but then he plays the music on the, when they're dancing and they're kind of on that, uh -huh. um, oh dear, the vinyl. Yeah, the, the vinyl record, player. the LP. Yes, the record player. I'm like, oh man, why can't I think of what this is called? Yeah, and they're having this moment. But he is doing it 
Oh, that's funny, Bullseye. <laughs> you know, he's going really slow on it. And, and it's I, kind of this sidekick moment where they're they're all bonding. Okay. Then yeah, we'll stick with the sidekick sidekick. I love this song. I think the Riders in the Sky <laughs> are a legendary band within the cowboy country music <laughs> category. Yeah. And I am very familiar with them. And so hearing them come up on a Disney or Pixar film was very exciting for me because I was like, oh, I know them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was I I love this song. Great job. Next up is When She Loved Me. So this is Jesse's song. It is Jesse's. It it is is a tearjerker. It is a song. Don't make me cry. And I had a hard time with this one. It's kind of an I want song for Jesse. Yeah. And, and it's hard because but, she's almost a main character at this yes. point. She's not the main character that is still still Buzz would, and Woody, but yeah. she's introduced and she really does have a very important storyline. So is it a sidekick song? Is it an I want song? I think because of just how powerful it is and very specific to her. Well, I mean, other sidekick songs were specific to them, but this feels like an I want song. I, you yeah. know, it's reminiscing back on the past, you know, again, going back uh, and I had song, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, I had it and I want it again. Yeah. I think I would rather put this as the, I want song because it does have much more impact than just a sidekick song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though if you look at like, for example, you've got a friend in me, it has a huge amount of <laughs> impact on the story, but I still think that this has the essence of an, I want song. For sure. And it does affect Woody, too. He's sitting there and he's listening to the story and seeing. And he relates. um, So this is him. Yep. This could be me soon. Right. Which is this is for him. It's like, I don't want that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't want to be abandoned, Um, which does drive his decision making. Yeah. All right. Then last up, you've got a friend in me. This is sung by Wheezy, the Uh, squeaky penguin. Also Robert (laughs) Goulet. (laughs) And this is an ending song because it's it take us out, you know, he's singing it and it really ends on that. And there's the Barbies dancing and it's it's pretty fun. I love it. Perfect ending song. Now we're up to Monsters, Inc., 2001, If I Didn't Have You. Now, this is between Mike and Sully. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I, it's about their relationship and their friendship. So I kind of just put this as a love song. Yeah. And now broadening the love song to be more platonic love or friendship. Right. Um, I couldn't think of really anywhere else Which, to put it. But it felt like a really good love song. I mean, if, yeah. if I didn't have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... You Got a Friend in Me could also double as a love song. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I'll go with that for sure. It's the connection. You are my person slash mm-hmm. monster song. <laughs> Partner in crime. Yeah, there you go. Next up is Finding Nemo from 2003. This is an end credit song, Beyond the Sea. Now, this one isn't even, I maybe I shouldn't even include this on the list because this one actually wasn't written mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, and I actually excluded those okay. from all the previous ones. So I probably shouldn't even have this one. Um, so we'll just. It's nice to remember. Okay. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works so perfectly it in, does, the, yeah. in the film. Next up is Cars. 2006. There is a song called Our Town. And this is kind of a montage song. They're reminiscing about the good old ta- good old days of our town, of what Radiator Springs used to be. And, you know, before the Route 66 was built and then took all the traffic away from the, the town. the I-40. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Montage is the only way, not the only way, but it is the main thing that is being used here. In these cases, montage is definitely used more as a 
a way to really double down on the feeling that you're supposed to have. And most of the time, that is not a good feeling. <laughs> if you're looking at strange things, our town, it's like, oh. But even if you were, you could even throw When She Loved Me in as a montage song because it does show her story. And yes. in this case, the montage does double as something else. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know what else our town could be other than just montage. So right. we'll just stick with that. We're leaving it there. Mm-hmm. We've got more on our list, so let's keep on chugging away. Okay, this one I absolutely love. This For Ratatouille nice, yeah. 2007, Le Festine. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's just, it's so French. It's so perfect. <laughs> it has the the accordion in it, and it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah. And so this is an ending song. You hear the Le Festine motif throughout, but we see at the very end where we actually have Camille, who is the singer, Yes. Um, I know this because I, on my iPod, would listen to this on repeat for hours at a time. I just loved it so much when I saw this movie. And this is an ending song. So after the rat wins, you know, uh-huh. um, Remy, and he has his own restaurant, and, and this is overplaying. And you're seeing how, oh, the rats are accepting of him, and he has his little restaurant, and everyone thinks it's great. And, and the people as the well. It's, it's wrapping it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Big finale. Just very subtle and nice. It's not this big, like, ending to yeah. the musical. Right, right. Which can be. It's just like a subtle little, and we're done. And very French. Yes. And then next we have Wally, Down to Earth. Yeah, you know what? I had listened to all of these previous preparing for this, and even this one, I can't really remember much about it. It's an end credit song, though. So <laughs> <Okay>. moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yep. Okay, Toy Story 3. I love these ones. Mm-hmm. So first off, We Belong Together. And... We belong together. Do, 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 do. It's, uh, I love this song. I remember also listening to this many, many times on my iPod. This is an ending song. You know, this, they're kind of doing a montage at the end, like showing where everyone ends up. Mm-hmm. You know, Barbie and Ken are happy at Sunnyside and yeah. this happens. And Buzz and Jesse, they are dancing together and having a great time. And actually this moves into... I, uh, it has two ending songs, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it moves into the next one where it's You've Got a Friend in Me. Because you got to do that. <laughs> yes, it's the Gypsy King Spanish version. I, un amigo and me. I, I love un Gypsy amigo and me. So it's really good. And, you know, they turn on the Spanish buzz mode and they have the fun, you know, little dancing number. And Buzz is like, what is happening here? And it kind of ends on that. So I re- initially, I guess I had that as end credits, but it's because it's not really end credits because the scene is playing um so it's like they have a double ending song one just blends into the other yeah i like it i love those now brave this is when we started you know no one there's a little bit more characters singing there's certain songs where there are actual songs being sung and i feel like this was a a pivotal moment for pixar at this point in time they kind of said you know what i know we have these hard and fast rules but in this instance we really want to do this so they have quite a few songs here Uh five notably first one is touch the sky and this isn't sung by Merida. It's a song that's playing over Merida mm-hmm. as she's, climbing you know, up. leaving. Yeah, leaving palace life. She's on her horse. She's climbing the mountain, doing fun things, and just living her best life, free of the cares of palace life. Do you know what's interesting about this song? Is I don't really like if if I didn't go back and listen to it, I couldn't really tell you exactly what it was. I just know that it had a very uh, Scottish vibe and like was a cool song. But it, I just remember what is happening in this so much 
better mm-hmm. because of the song, which is exactly why you want a song over something is you yes. want to be able to focus on you need to focus here. <laughs> and it does a great job at what it was designed to do. And it, I remember it being a good song and going back and listening to it being like, oh, yeah, that's how it goes. I agree. Then we have Into the Open Air. This is where Merida is fishing with her bear mom (laughs) and they're trying to catch fish. And this is a real turning point for the relationship. They start understanding each other. They start bonding. Um, Neither of them are singing this. And I kind of listed it as a love song. Yeah. As a maternal love song, Uh I guess. So, yeah. Okay. It's a cute little, it's a nice little moment. Then we have Learn Me Right. And this is an ending song. So this is a song that's playing as everything's kind of wrapping up. The family's together. Some of these songs, I, I just can't really remember them very well. Yeah. But I haven't notably gone back and watched Brave too many times, other than probably when we first, you know, saw it in theaters right. and then did the review for the Blu-ray. And then there are two other songs. These are sung by different characters. There's a, the song of Mordu, mm-hmm. which is sung by Fergus. And he's talking about Mordu, which is the big you know, evil bad guy bear. So it's the dad singing it. It's he's not the villain, but he's singing it about the villain. Yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, telling the story through song, which is very common. And then Noble Maiden Fair, and it has a big, long name, which I cannot pronounce. And I kind of threw this into, you know, the kitchen sink. It's in a pivotal point in the movie where Merida is begging her mom to turn back into a human before it's too late. You know, remember the mom becomes more and more bear-like as they go on and is losing herself. And so during this part, Emma Thompson, which, who plays the mother, Eleanor, you hear this during this moment where Meredith's kind of like freaking out and it's this this very nice Celtic sort of number, Scottish sort of number. Yeah. So, yep. So there's that. That's There's Brave. And so far, that's the song that, the, that's the movie that has the most, but don't you worry, we will get there. Mm-hmm. There is a, a very pivotal movie that's very musical. But before we get there, Cars 3, 2017, really the only song that counts is Run That Race. This is the opening song where we see Lightning McQueen. He's at the, you know, still dominating the racing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of the opening racing number and this plays over that. Great. Now we're going in to Coco. Now Coco has eight songs. Four of them are variations of Remember Me. (laughs) But that song is so pivotal to the movie and who's singing it and the version of it. So before we get, well, let's start there. So there's the Remember Me version. Now the first version, I'm just going to call the original. Mm -hmm. This is the version that is sung by the guy who ends up being a fraud in the end. Um, De La Cruz? Yeah, Ernesto De La Cruz. Yes, okay. So this is the the song that he popularized and everyone knows it. You, he became famous for it. It's just remember me, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm just going to skip to the other. Oh, I didn't even include these other versions of remember me. Well, okay. Okay. So I have eight versions of remember me, but I'm including three of them in this. So in theory, I guess there would be 10 songs. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I just in this one line, I'm including them all. They're all love songs and they're in various versions. There's the lullaby version of the song, which is a love song to his daughter. Uh-huh. Not his daughter, but yeah. And then there's the reunion song where Miguel sings it to Mama Coco. Mm, yeah. So good. Oh, it's so good. And every uh, time that they redo it in a different voice, it means something different. And I think that it was just fabulous writing. Yeah. If you don't know, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, they wrote the songs for this. 
They also wrote the songs for Frozen, and they are just kind of like modern day Broadway greats and, and Disney legends in their own right because they've just worked on quite a few Disney musicals recently. And what better duo to to do this? And and if di- if Pixar was going to break its its mold and have some songs, man, this was the way to do it. Yeah. For sure. So there's a song called Much Needed Advice. I kind of categorize that as an I want song. Which one was that one? I'm having a hard time remembering right now, to be honest. <laughs> Let me go back and listen to it. Much Needed Advice here. I have to sing. I have to play. Don't oh, thank you. It's, it's not just in me. It is me. It is me. Yeah. So this is where he's Life. playing the guitar and... Oh, yes, he's watching the old video uh-huh. of him on the, yeah. I must follow my heart. <laughs> yes. And it's showing like what, it's showing Miguel, hey, you know, this if this is something yeah. that you want, you need to do it. Yes. Uh, follow your heart. And so it's kind of through someone else singing the song. It's his I want song, you know, because you see, you see him following along playing the guitar. Right. And mimicking and emulating that. Yes. Next up, everyone knows Juanita. Ah, yes. Everybody loves knows Juanita. You're you're putting this as a love song? Uh, am I wrong? I don't know. At this point, it was very late in the night. <laughs> <laughs> well, Everybody Loves Juanita is him singing this really weird song. <laughs> uh, here it goes. I mean, okay, so you have the guy... One of the spirits is about to die because, like, really die because his none of his family remembers him. Mm-hmm. And you have um, him singing this. Well, everyone knows Juanita. Their eyes each a different color. Her teeth stick out and her chin goes in. <laughs> and her... I didn't listen very well. <laughs> Those aren't the words. I weren't so ugly. you music legend what would you categorize that as having just listened to that i would put that in as as a filler i don't think it has a i I wouldn't say that's a love song i think okay the love song is the remember me and then the much needed advice is definitely an i wants moment but all of these are kind of like um the next this one un poco loco and the world is mi familia it's not really progressing the story it's just giving fun to the story uh-huh, for sure. So Un Poco Loco is when he's dressed up like a little skeleton. They're having mm-hmm. this little music festival ah! and he's singing, singing his little number. It's cute. Yeah. And then La Llorana. Ah, yes. Llorana. Oh, man, my Llorona. Spanish is really bad right now. Llorona. <laughs> that is the mother or the grandmother singing because like, you don't understand me. You don't like music. And she's like, excuse you. And then she goes into this big Llorona uh, song. Well, there isn't quite as much roll of the R on that, but because there's only one R, but still, I can't speak perfectly. Huh, anyway, I don't know if I would say this is a love song. I think this is more of a sidekick song. Oh, okay, cool. Let's put it there. Because she's not really singing about anyone specifically. It's just a song that she knows. Yeah. And 
Next up is Proud Corazon. Mm. And this is an ending song. This is playing as the family is all back together and things are, you know, they're just, we just see how life is now for them. Yes. This song is playing over them. And then lastly, there's a Remember Me duo, kind of a duet, sung in the credits, uh, at the end credits. So that is, that is an end. People. Yes. <laughs> modern, modern day folk. Okay. So next up, The Incredibles 2. And you're probably like, what? There was no songs in Incredibles 2. But there were little snippets here and there, and they were on the soundtrack. So I kind of just included them. Here comes Elastigirl. Girl. So basically what they did is they created theme songs for the three main superheroes, Elastigirl, Girl, Frozone, and Mr. Incredible. And they basically took their theme, their musical theme, and they just added some words to bits and parts of it. Mm -hmm. And so there's... And they actually Girl these songs. Uh, yes. So because they're like, oh, remember the theme song? <laughs> mm, yes, yes. Chill or Be Chilled, which is Frozen's theme, and Pow, 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 Mr. Incredible's theme. I put those all just kind of as filler songs. Yeah. They could be under this new category that you have as theme songs. It could be, yeah. I we, think we don't have that still yet, filler. so... Okay, Toy Story 4. There is, now this is a random one that I don't really remember, um, but it's on the soundtrack. It's called The Ballad of the Lonesome Cowboy. It's kind of about Woody. And I just put it as Kitchen Sink. Because it's not in the movie, and it's just kind of like written for the movie. More kind of... Chris Stapleton sings it, yeah. I was a lonesome cowboy it might have been in the ending credits if they had it in there, but I don't okay, remember this. Yeah, yeah. Possibly could be an end credits I didn't go to watch, so pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> Forgive me if I'm wrong. Okay, the other one, which is, I'm just like, this, I felt like Pixar just, with this movie, there's so many lows. <laughs> I can't let you throw yourself away. Yeah. I'm just, I don't love it, okay? Um, it's kind of an I want song because, again, this progression of these films are all about Woody and what he wants and at this point he really just wants hey there you go yeah I can't at this point in the movie I mean he has realized that Forky means so so much to Bonnie and his whole existence is just making a child happy and so his I want is I can't let this Forky throw itself away. Yeah. Himself, you know. So I, it, that's kind of where I put it. No, I agree. I That's where I would probably put it as well. Okay. Next up, Onward 2020, we have Carried Me With You. And this is just an end credit song that was written for the film. Brandy Carlisle. Now, okay, we are almost done. We have Soul 2020. Now, there was quite a bit of music that was written for this, but mo majority of it was jazz mm -hmm. instrumental. As far as anything that was lyrical, there's rap and said, <sighs> I couldn't remember where this was in the film right. and what it went up on the scene. Like Dino Mike, Joey G on the keys. Yeah. I don't know where this was at all. So filler or, um, kitchen sink i'll throw it in the kitchen sink right now just because i don't really know what to do with it yeah okay <laughs> so there we go now the other one from soul was parting ways great guitar playing i mm -hmm. think this is the guy on the street yes it is is the guy on the street and they're switched bodies. So he is the cat and um, 
you know, the other person is him. So I didn't know. I mean, there, there's a moment where they're sitting there and they're really, they're commenting on this person's music and, but it, uh, maybe it's kind of filler. Yeah. It's kind of like a passing moment. Yeah. But okay. Man, that guy has a great voice and I love that song. Well, I don't really, the song itself, I don't really remember, but listening to like the, the production quality of it and the guy's voice is just so good. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. Silky. So we are to our last one. We skipped a few movies along the way, you know, finding Nemo, finding Dory, Luca, uh, Luca had a lot of music, but it was a lot of Italian existing opera sort of songs. Okay. Um, so turning red, this one notably had three original songs written for it by Billie Eilish. And there was another person. Um, and they, these are the songs for a town, O town, four town, four town. Okay. <laughs> o town. I think was a real band actually. Um, nobody like you. There you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this is sort of the projecting of what I, you know, a lot of these songs, when you listen to them, you're projecting your I want onto them. Yeah. Um, so I kind of put it as an I want because it's one of the first songs that we're introduced to and we see just they really want one are just obsessed with this band and want everything right. to do with it. But it kind of shows this teenage lust or desire, right, right, love, right. whatever. Uh, not lust. That's not really the word, but just infatuation. Just infatu- yes infatuation that, that happens so with the celebrity so there's that one then the, the, all these songs are kind of similar because they're just kind of like boy band songs yeah there's one true love the music videos on these are are kind of epic though yes exactly they really do sell it for town is like the slow ballad i feel like this one was probably written by billy eilish yeah <laughs> featuring songs written by billy eilish and phineas oh okay that's i mean this seems like a song that she would sing <laughs> like if you just take away their voice and put her voice on it like yeah she does these slow slow burn songs oh, right right so what would you categorize this as love yeah sure we'll sure. throw that okay. in there <laughs> like, i don't know they like they they don't really mesh up quite well with yeah what even we've been with doing the story previously. they don't really mesh up with like moments of the they're story they're just like we needed songs because this is a band and then yeah. so it's like a theme song almost in a way like this yeah. person needs to be singing you know okay then the last one is you know what's up <laughs> oh the names of these are just every single one of them has like the letter u or like, like the number one Oh, goodness. We're all little kids. <laughs> so what would you categorize that as? I'm going to say kitchen sink as well, because I don't really know like how they would <laughs> how they would throw that in there. Yeah. OK, so we're ending on that note. That is all of the Pixar songs, not necessarily ranked, but broken down. Now, some of these are much more iconic than others. You know, yeah. there's because of time, some have become definitely not only just Pixar iconic songs, but just Disney icons. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of the Toy Story songs, You've Got a Friend in Me, 
I feel like if you're thinking of like, what's one song when you think of Pixar, that has to be the number one song, right? Yeah, definitely. If uh, You Got a Friend in Me is the iconic of of all of the songs. Um, If I were to say like one of the next ones. When She Loved Me, Lake Esteen, Remember Me for sure. Yes. So You Got a Friend in Me, you've. Uh, when she loved me, it definitely is up there. Like people know mm-hmm. that song. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then you have even coming up. Um, Remember me from Coco. Yeah, those are the most the the main songs that people. If you're playing Family Feud, and <laughs> what is the top song? Yeah, top song for sure would How be survey? survey says <laughs> you've right. got a friend in me would would win the top spot yes. for sure. Yep. Yep. All right, so that is our breakdown of the, all of the Pixar songs in existence up, up until this point in time. We'll include links to the spreadsheet and everything so you guys can check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? This has been really fun breaking down all the songs. We have a few more of these nerdy couch discussions, so don't you worry. We are <laughs> not done with music yet. We will continue to do this. This has just been really fun. I think the songs are, especially for the Disney movie, so iconic and important. So it's been fun to, to do that. And that's all that I have for today. Until next time, we, we are the Rotoscopers. So as I'm going back in here and I'm looking at uh, Toy Story 4, I I have to tell you this. So I have a minivan that I rent out on Turo and they, there was this girl who rented out with, for her family and she, it has a a DVD system in it. And she was like, oh, I just bought some DVDs because I didn't really know what to do. So I'm just going to leave them in there. And they're like $4 a piece. So I was like, here, you can just have them. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And she's like, yeah, I got Toy Story and also the Princess Diaries. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I'm going in there and I'm looking, I'm pulling up the Toy Story because I'm like, that'd be fun to like see. Okay, let's let's pull that out. And it was Toy Story 4. I'm like, ah, you Ugh. ruined it. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you put Toy Story 4 and just say Toy Story? No, not the same. Uh, what a shame. What a shame, people. What a shame parents who don't really care and don't know what are you doing that's my story (laughs) i love it you've been listening to the animation addicts podcast if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review we're available on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts and if you want to help spread the word be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media just don't forget to tag us at rotoscopers on instagram and use the hashtag animation addicts for all the links and full show notes for this episode go to rotoscopers.com podcast now if you still can't get enough for your animation fix be sure to subscribe to us on youtube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news reviews and interviews thanks for listening